It's about time in a film nothing happened. What a brave choice a director made. What a, what a pioneer this guy is. Let's do nothing. Do you know anything about the art of film production? Well, I like to think so. Is this where I go to be a star? This is where you go to sacrifice, learn your craft, and work hard. Movies. Mm -hmm. Well, let's yeah. talk movies. Okay. Pick this up. Control sound. Roll camera. Speed. Action kids. Action. Welcome to Scene by Scene. Justin, what are we talking about today? We just wanted to do a little introduction for what is coming up on Scene by Scene throughout the month of June. We're going to be doing a what we're calling a trash cinema series because it was so different than everything we've been doing up to this point. We just wanted to come in and share kind of our reasonings for this and what people can expect. I think this was kind of my stupid idea, but we've been covering a lot of critically acclaimed, historically relevant, just films overall that we really like and appreciate. Sometimes you just need a, a little bit of a break. So let's talk about this. You know, we call it Trash Cinema Month, and I don't know if that's completely fair. In our defense, trash cinema is a commonly used expression for films that we plan to talk about over the next couple of weeks. This is where it gets complicated. I hinted at I wanted to define what trash cinema was because I think it can mean many things. We could call this bad cinema month. I think that's not an adequate way to describe it because I think the films we're picking go beyond just not being good films. There's something extra special about them, or at least that's the attempt. We'll find out if we agree on that. Certainly could call it cult cinema cinema. I think a lot of these films do have sort of a cult following, but that's not really fair either because I think there's a lot of really great films that are sort of fall into that category. So correct me if I'm wrong. I think the theory is bad films that are bad in a way that makes them entertaining. I would say that's fair. And kind of with that, I would add the caveat that some people aren't going to find enjoyment out of these films that we're going to be discussing this month. I think when it comes to film, everybody has their own unique taste and their own sensibilities. For me, I actually really have a good time with trash cinema, bad movies, however you want to refer to them. So much so that my siblings and I actually have a day where we get together and we try to outdo each other with the worst movies that we can find. And we always have a lot of fun with it. And I think that's just something that every year I look forward to. The films that we're going to talk about definitely aren't going to be for everybody. I think it would be worth discussing what the definition of trash cinema is for us specifically, how we would define it, and what kind of movies fall within that category. There's a series of books called Shortcuts, just condensed books about one particular topic related to film. There's a, an entry in that series called Trash Cinema, The Lure of the Low, written by Guy Barefoot. I think if people are interested in exploring this topic from an academic perspective and 
the merits of discussing these types of films, that's a good resource to kind of check out. For me, I don't know that there's necessarily one defining moment or one defining element. I say this with respect to the filmmakers who make these films, because you and I both know as filmmakers ourselves, it's not easy to make a movie. But I think that trash cinema inherently has this element of a director or filmmaker that is lacking awareness when it comes to the film that they're making. I think about a movie that you and I both kind of love, The Room, directed by Tommy Wiseau. You know, you you just look at it and you hear the stories about how that movie was made and there's ineptitude. But with that, there's this passion. I think a level of not understanding or not really having a clear vision, not having a technical vision, and maybe not surrounding yourself with technical people. I think that there's a lot of other things that I could go into, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I think the important thing to kind of point out is it goes beyond just films that are poorly made. Maybe it's a situation in which it's a film that's poorly made, but has passion behind it, kind of like what you were saying, because that passion comes through and those are the things that give it life, make it entertaining, make it absolutely fascinating in some cases, like Tommy Wiseau or like a Neil Breen film. There's just something about the lack of self-awareness, but also that passion that continues to drive them forward. I use the term ineptitude, but that doesn't stop them. There's this element of resilience and bravery. Some additional things that kind of stick out to me with these types of films is almost like a, it's like a lack of restraint. Every idea that occurs to them just gets thrown into the film. It goes back to lack of self-awareness, but there's no, no filter stopping them from including any idea that comes to them. It all gets thrown in and it just becomes this melting pot of ideas that don't necessarily go together. And I think that's a big part of it for me as well, at least with the ones I find entertaining. It's something that I don't think is easily defined because it can be defined by the person. You mentioned Neil Breen films. Some people probably don't look at those as trash cinema because you sit down, you watch it, you take your substance of choice, and you have a good time with it. And that doesn't make it any less of a movie. You're having a great experience with it. So a lot of the resources online that I've seen, and even this book, John Waters comes up a lot. I think John Waters is an artist. I think we at some point might get to a John Waters film, but I wouldn't put it in this category. It would be a regular slot in our show. But for a lot of people, the handling of taboo topics and pushing the envelope and, and trying to be shocking, that kind of approach, for them, that automatically equals trash cinema. That's not what it is to me personally, but that's there's certainly room for interpretation, like you said. When Justin and I opted to, you know, start this podcast, we wanted to kind of explore and deep dive into a lot of different films, generally speaking, films that maybe one of us hasn't seen, but to kind of like get in there and sort of dissect and analyze. I think that it's only fair that if we're going to dissect and analyze and, and look at these films, we need to have a broad enough scope and we need to explore not just the good films or the great films, but also kind of the other end of the spectrum. Because people do work hard on these. I mean, just because the end result is something that we joke about or laugh at or make fun of, people still dedicated time and effort. 
I think they have value just because they exist. Getting a film made is difficult, and even when you have the knowledge and the resources, it's still not easy to make a good one. So I think these things have merit, they have value, they're worth watching, analyzing, discussing, from my perspective, merely because they exist. But I do think what we're calling trash cinema is unique in a lot of ways because I think from a historical perspective, it's interesting. I think they can function in a lot of ways as like a time capsule for a very specific moment in time, showing what was popular at that moment in time, showing what was successful and what was important to people. Watching them now, they may seem silly. As an example, the kind of really cheap exploitation films or really cheap horror films, these things continued to get made because they made money. Clearly, at that time, there was an audience for these types of films, and that says something that's worth analyzing. The other thing is, I think these films can be very revealing about the artists who made them, which I think is worth discussing. We've mentioned The Room. I think The Room is a great example of this. There's no filter between the artist and that work. Just a bad film, you don't necessarily see the artist and what the artist, sort of what is important to them. So in a way, these bad films that you do see that, they are auteur films. They are made by auteurs in which you can see what's driving them. You can see what's important to them. I bring up The Room. I didn't articulate this very well, but I bring up The Room because it's clearly a very personal film. The more you learn about the backstory, and the making of, it becomes even more clear just how personal it is. I think that's worth studying, that's worth examining, and I think it can be very revealing about the artist and the art and the relationship between the two. The only other thing I would add is, you know, every episode we hint at there's certain things as filmmakers you can learn from this film, and we're usually pointing to things done well. These films can be examples of things maybe not done so well, and by watching them and breaking down what went wrong and why it turned out the way it did, there's obviously lessons to take away from that and things to learn from that as well. Thank you for listening to this mini episode. Join us for the first full-length episode of Tri- Cinema Month, hard ticket to Hawaii. Look, you don't have to look at the set anymore. I mean, the movie's over. Your movie was over, that's what you said. There's nothing going on uh, in movies right now. Great movie, huh? So refreshing to see something like this after all these cop movies. Have you seen a lot of movies here? What are you so crazy about movies for? Obviously, they don't watch enough movies. That's part of your problem, you know. You haven't seen enough movies. All of life's riddles are answered in the movies. Do you have any experience in motion pictures? Quite a bit of experience. I'm an active renter at Blockbuster. I love the fact that you did all this work. I think it will help you later, but not on this movie. Sorry, can we cut? (laughs) Still rolling. No, not still rolling. Cut, 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 cut. Cut! And cut! That great work, everybody. That's a wrap.